What's going on, everybody? Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and feature titan for today, my good friend, Scott Schermecki. Scott, thanks so much, thanks my friend. I'm honored. I'm super excited for everybody just to really dive in deeper to this man. Um, I, I'm super, super excited to tell this story. So um, if you're open to it, let's just dive in. Let's do it. Cool. So uh, first question comes down to tell everybody a little bit about yourself. All right. Uh, well, I'm a realtor at Kenny & Company. As you can see the sign behind me. Right back here. Um, I am a husband and a dad probably first. Love it. Uh, those are the things that are kind of top of my list and, okay. and define me more than anything. I'm all about my wife uh, and my two girls. So they, they really mean the world to me. Love it. Um, we have been in Colorado for going on nine years, I believe. And we're not supposed to tell people that we're from California. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's not just, a bad just thing. Just lost half the audience. Come on. No <laughs> way. They're coming in. Here they come. <laughs> um, we moved here uh, nine years ago from, from California. Uh, we had lived in San Diego for 11 years and originally from the Bay Area. Okay. Uh, my wife and I met in college in a pre-calculus class oh. uh, at Chabot College, junior college in the Bay Area. Cool. Um, and we both ended up dropping that class. So the only reason hmm. for us to be in there was to meet each other. So worthwhile everybody. Yeah, Who yeah, said very, school wasn't worth anything? Right there. The best place. If you're not married yet and you're looking, go to college. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um so we met there and uh we dated for three years. Okay. Um and then got married in nineteen ninety eight. So I've been married twenty one years. Congrats, my yeah. friend. That's gone by so fast. Wow. Um we have two uh, beautiful daughters, uh, Allison and Madison. Allison's our oldest. She's almost 16. Wow. In August, she is my cowgirl. Hmm. Um, she is everything about horses. She wants to work with them. She wants to teach with them. She wants to, to build a business around that. So we are actively working, uh, kind of doing that with her. Okay. Uh, my youngest, Madison, that kid's going to run the world. Hmm. She gets A's in her sleep. So wow. school's not a hassle for her. She's very smart. Um and they are both uh, just amazing kids. And my wife, Jen, is the most amazing. I would not um, be anywhere without her. She holds our world together. She's the center of our family. Love it. Uh, Mother's Day is two days away. Uh, Happy Mother's Day. Yes. Um, and she is the uh, absolute best mom. So that's kind of generally where we're from. Okay. Um, before that, I guess a little bit, uh, I just served when I, was, I grew, grew up in foster care system. Okay. Uh, from the time I was eight until I was 14. Hmm. Um, I, had, I had parents that chose drugs and alcohol and violence and wow. that kind of stuff. So uh, the police eventually took me away. Um, okay. And my grandfather, my dad's dad, walked into a group home when I was 14 years old hmm. um, and said, Hey, I'm your grandfather and you're coming home with me. And he adopted me. So uh, I tell people if it wasn't for my grandfather and for Jesus, you and I would not be talking because wow. I was not on a good road before then. But um, he kind of grabbed me out of that and put me on a better road. It's World War II and uh, Korea War, Korean War vet. Okay. So kind of a, a tough man, but that's exactly what I needed. That's um, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and 
yeah, we, we kind of went from from there and okay. went through a lot of stuff to get to where I finally met Jen. But hmm. um, yeah, that's kind of who I am. Pretty family man first, Love and it. currently, you know, doing real estate. Uh, I also am in construction. Okay. Um, we have a little construction company. Jen and I have ran our own business for eighteen, nineteen years together now. Okay. So. Um, and we've stayed small. You know, we just do bathrooms, kitchens, handyman stuff. Sure. Decks, fences. Um, and I have two great guys that work for me. They're on a job right now, hmm. holding down the fort. Uh, Teamwork. Yeah, Luke and Sterling, thank you so much. Uh, they're there doing that, but we're trying to build real estate just to build a little bit more uh, life together and time together. Okay. And, and Jen has her real estate license too. Love and that. if you ever want to talk to a real titan in life, I'll talk uh, to that woman. <laughs> I love it. Look at this. Listen to this man, everybody. I mean, and, and Scott, I think that's such a good background for everybody to, to really start to dive in deeper to you. I want to rewind just a touch on the business side. So what got you into the business in the first place? Why why the construction side and then obviously why the real estate side to where you are today? Sure. Uh, after high school, I went to work for uh, a contractor okay. and small like we are and he did everything in-house um, so we got to learn multiple trades which I I love I can do electrical plumbing you know carpentry mm. uh, I'm a finished carpenter at heart I love uh, real wood and love love working with it this is my favorite this background yeah, right here yeah. you know it doesn't hurt doesn't no, hurt not at all uh, so I worked for him for four years and then I thought oh maybe I'll go to college so I went to college um, and that's where I met Jen, and I finished a bachelor's in psychology there. Okay. Um, and then uh, we had a friend who was a realtor in mm. San Diego. Okay. Um, we, we went down to San Diego. Um, one thing you should know about, about both my wife and I is we're risk takers. We don't, we're not okay. too afraid of taking risks. We are a little bit now more that we have kids. Fair enough. Because you want to keep that environment stable. Right. But uh, we moved to San Diego from the Bay Area with 800 bucks and planted a church with friends of mine. No way. Yeah, with huh. nothing, not knowing anybody, so it was it was a really cool time of our life to go down there and do that. But yeah. when we got down there, we made some friends, and she was a real estate agent, and she mm. needed some work done at her house, and okay. she was talking to me about it, and she didn't know that I knew the trades. Mm. She's like, hey, can you come you know, do this after she's talking to me? I'm like, yeah. So I went and did a little bit of work, and she goes, I could set you up with clients. Huh. You should think about going out on your own. At this time, I was a manager for Trader Joe's. Okay. Um, so I thought about it, Jen and I thought about it, and we said, okay, let's do it. And we jumped out. And since that day, we ran our own business in construction. Wow. So that's kind of how I got into the trades there. Okay. Um, so I had that background for my first kind of real job out of high school. Yeah. And then um, just jumping into it uh, with that realtor lady and clients that she gave me. And then we just kind of went from there. And we grew because we really, we really, really care about quality and taking care of people. Love that. Um, and we're good at helping somebody see their vision hmm. for their room, their bathroom, their kitchen, their house, whatever they want to do. Okay. Helping them kind of bring that into reality um, and helping other people kind of fulfill their vision for their space. Sure. And, and we love that, uh, about doing that. And then the progression into real estate four years ago when I got my license hmm. um, was almost natural. Just because I had a lot of clients telling me over the years, you should really do real estate. You know about houses. You know, you know, you know from the the foundation to the rooftop. And 
Uh, I do believe last week in your episode 100. Congratulations oh, again. Oh, yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. L- little pause. Yeah, really. Congratulations and thank you for doing these because they're really helpful Thanks, to a lot Scott. of us. It means a lot. Um, but people were saying you should do this because you know about homes and then hearing you say last week in your interview, know your product. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I- I've thought for several years that's a really good fit because I do really know a house. We can look at a uh, a bad house in a bad part of town and see potential in it um, and know how to flip it for a person or uh, we can walk into a house and say oh this probably isn't worth putting all of your life savings as your biggest purchase you know something right. where you want your family to grow up in maybe not this one you mm-hmm. know or here's what we can do to make it the one you want so um, those pieces kind of always kind of fit together and then there's the people part really mm-hmm. and being part of their stories and love it uh, you might not think about it in construction, but we really get to be part of people's lives. I'm in your house for two to four weeks doing a remodel on your kitchen or your bathroom, and I'm around your family, sharing sure. around you and what you guys are going through. So hmm. we have built a referral-only business. We don't advertise. Okay. Uh, it's the exact same thing we're trying to do in real estate as we, as we grow and build that up. We just love really it. love to get to know people, what they want, what they need. Um, and then helping them get there. Okay. Um, so we, we just we really like to be involved on those levels. So most of our clients uh, have become really good friends. Wow. Which is really kind of neat and kind of a rare thing. Well, and I agree with you. That speaks volumes about you as a professional, your integrity, your longevity, obviously, and what you've built. The legacy in the community here is fantastic, not just on the construction side, but on the real estate side. And a lot of that comes down to exactly what you just said. Um, you're not trying to be the biggest thing ever. It's the quality over quantity. You, you really know your product and you're a perfect fit in transition. A lot of real estate professionals can say that they know their craft, but you truly know it from the foundation to the... I mean, I just love it. That's, a, that's something that the consumers that are watching really need to understand that um, you know there are different levels of professionals mm-hmm. and different knowledge bases, and and uh, I think that you're a fantastic asset for anybody out there who's really looking for that true pro. Again, why you're on the show, Scott? So I'm honored to have you. Um, I, so there, that's really good background into kind of why and what and going on um, to starting now. But going into the next question, mm-hmm. what is your driving force? What's your why? What really motivates you? Gets you excited every day? Out of bed to do what you do to the level you do it at? Yeah, I'm going to go with the answer of my wife and kids. Um, I I think, honestly, we all have multiple whys inside of us. Um, We have, Jen and I together, I think, have a deep undercurrent why, and that Mm -hmm. is uh, just to be part of people's lives and um, kind of pour into them and help them. Mm -hmm. So um, we both, Jen and I, are both people of faith, so we take that. Uh, very seriously and not in a weird religious way but sure. it's definitely a relationship with mm-hmm. with God and he he told us you know in the Bible several places the best thing you can do is to love God and love other people mm-hmm. so I think that's our our main undercurrent is we really try to do that and we're by no means perfect nobody's perfect no, yeah. at it but I think that is uh, wherever we're at in life whether I'm in a real estate deal or in construction or and it, other people if they're you know, the trash guy or the janitor or the CEO of the company, if they're really trying to love other people and, and bring them up, that's that's going to be so fulfilling, even more so than a commission check or their paycheck or their bonuses or 
hmm. or whatever. So that that's our deep kind of undercurrent, no matter where we're at in life. Jen and I try to take that perspective. So good. Um, and, and it helps you feel successful on a different level. Mm-hmm. Not on the nice house, nice car level. Sure. But, but probably more on the fulfilled heart level because you're really poured into people's lives. So um, that, that's that. But my, my why that I get up for every morning, what I work really hard for is to take care of my wife and my two girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we try to think of it as, I use the analogy of a launch pad all the time. Okay. If you've seen Cape Canaveral, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they, they launch the rockets and you know Elon Musk is doing crazy things with rockets that come back down. Sure. That's a side tangent. But yeah. But that launch pad is so important, right? It's mm-hmm. got to be built a certain way. It's got to have a strong foundation. It can't give up under the pressure. Mm-hmm. And it's got to lift that off the ground. Um, and I think my wife and I want to be that launch pad for our kids. Wow. Um, and there's people out there that would say, oh, you're too much about your kids. I'm, I'm really not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we're, we're responsible to be a great launch pad for these, these kiddos. And like I said, Madison can probably go run the world when she gets older. And, well, I love it. Uh, you know, being part of watching Allie fulfill her dreams uh, with the horses. We actually were able to buy her horse that she started Western training on from her trainer, and that was a highlight of my life. Yeah. And the video's on my Facebook page. If you guys want to go check it out, it'll make you cry because it makes me cry every time. He, he's, he's being dead honest. I remember when I saw that, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. So take a look back at that. Or I, maybe I can find it and put it in the links that's, below. That's fine. Um, but yeah. but I, I think they're really my why. And so... You know, the reason we're trying to build real estate and eventually transition out of construction is more time together as a family. Okay. And that's why Jen got a real estate license because um, we, we have a really neat, and I know now, unique marriage where we love mm-hmm. to work together. It's huge. We love to be together. Um, she can put up with me, which not too many people can do. Um, Bless her heart. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of a, a driver. I want things done. I want it done right. I got to, uh, you know. Uh, but she she can deal with that and put up with it, um, and then it just gives us time together. You sure. know, some of the coolest things we've done are we went a few weeks ago up to Woodland Park. We've got clients that are looking mm. up there for either land or a house, and we just went all around and took video mm. of Woodland Park. Here's this. Here's this over here, wow. and just being together doing it. And it was our date day together. So. How cool is that, yeah. though? I mean, not everybody yeah. can work that way and have that relationship with the spouse. It's it's tough. It's yeah. not for everybody, but some of the best, most dynamic teams um, on or off the field of real estate are couples, yeah. and I think that's really, really fantastic. Um, it, it gives people a deeper window into your why, and I think that everything you said to me, and hopefully everybody who's watching or listening, that makes sense. What's stronger than family? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's really why so many of us do what we do. Um, and I think that a lot of people get that and right. respect that to the highest level. Um, so thanks for sharing that, Scott. I appreciate that for sure. That really gives a deeper dive into you. I want to go into the, the business portion of this because there's a sure. lot of professionals, whether they're new or seasoned, they really enjoy this particular portion because they want to grow uh, their business very similar to how <clears throat> the Titans have grown their business, things that they take away. So if you could look back at your business thus far, Pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business, took it from one level to the next. What's that look like for you? What advice would you give? Well, um, like I said, with, with real estate, we're trying to do what we've done with our construction, with Handy Can Fix It. And right. that is really just when we're involved with people, to serve them all the way. Hmm. Um, and not to think about it as, oh, i got a deal on the table or i got another contract or... You know, I've, I've been around some of those agents already who are like, oh, I got this many contracts going and this. Sure. 
and I, and I hope and I, I pray that they're serving their clients with as much passion as they're talking about having how many deals that they're closing. And commission checks, right? And, yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, and I know a lot of them are. Most of them are. And sure. that is one of the things that brought me over to Kenny and Company um, when I first got my license, to sit down with Mike and understand mm-hmm. that that's a very sincere man. That's a person that loves other people. Oh, yeah. He's in this business to help them and make their their dreams of home ownership or investment or time freedom through investment in properties come true. And so I, I, I've got, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Mike, not to cut you off. Oh, I, yeah, I just, no. If you're watching Mike, yeah. he's a fellow Titan, catch his episode prior, yeah. but he's a, he's he's a great real Titan. <laughs> he's a great man, he's, yeah, for sure. He is, uh, and Aaron Moore is here. Um, fellow Titan, yeah. Aaron, hey Aaron. Yeah, Aaron Robinson brought me in, he's over at Coldwell Banker. Now, oh my gosh, you're just so. throwing all these Titans yeah. out. These are all beautiful dropping people. Names, uh, names. <laughs> this is great, this is great. <laughs> no, um, so... Business-wise, uh, I think service is mm-hmm. got to be number one. Sure. Um, Systems-wise, uh, Jen and I are, are starting to learn. We've got so much to learn in real estate. I might know quite a bit about houses right? and, and definitely not everything there, but quite a bit. We've got so much to learn about building real estate as a business. Right. Um, understanding you know, the CRMs and those automation things, the right. digital media, the marketing stuff that you've shared with me over the last few years. Um, is huge. Right. Um, Banks serving people and then uh, just being persistent. I think that's where we're at right now. Well just just to be honest. Yeah. In our business, um, and then it can get discouraging mm-hmm. because you know we we have these goals. We have a whiteboard at home with goals on them. Okay. We're big goal writers. So, yeah. um, and that's important to have a plan, have goals, yeah. all that stuff. I think anybody in business. Um, you know, has that or should have it. It's almost common sense in business now. Right. But um, but then being persistent through it hmm. and trying to hit those goals, but then having the grace and the flexibility that if you don't, it's okay. Sure. Because, you know, Jen and I's goal over the last couple of years has really been this much money in the bank, this many hmm. deals in the pipeline, this many deals under contract, and then I can put down my tools. Love and it. we can be together more. Sure. And it seems to be like we get... One or two of those, oh, we're almost there, one, and then something happens. Ah, uh, right, life. Right. So just, yeah. just life happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say persistence and resilience mm-hmm. and understanding that if you keep doing the right thing over and over again, it will come. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think those are, those are going to be it. So serving yeah. people and, and, and don't quit, even when it doesn't feel like it's going to work. Mm. Right? There's a... There's a quote I like, and I know we'll do quotes oh, yeah, later. No, hit me, hit me. But but there's a there's a quote I like that says, um, "Luck is when opportunity meets preparedness." Mm-hmm. So, keep preparing, keep learning, keep doing what you know you're supposed to do. When the opportunity comes, you'll be ready to take advantage of it. Wow. So, yeah, um, we we try to do that. We try to keep learning. You know, hmm. get better at the whole real estate contract process and walking through that. Um, so th- those would probably be my two things right now. Is, Keep, keep yeah. people first. Money follows people. Yeah. Keep people first. I, I love that. And there's so many takeaways inside there. So hopefully everybody was paying attention or writing that down. I mean, to me, it's, it is it is a people business. And your heart is is there. And you're doing it for the right reasons and the right intentions. People can see through that. So the sincerity, people take note. You'd think that's common sense, but it's not. It, it, not everybody is conducting themselves that way. And, and a big reason why I consider you a real estate titan is the way that you... 
um, the, the way that you represent the industry to that higher level and you're looking at it from the true perspective of the end user. You're doing the best job you possibly can for them and you're treating them like your shoes or your feet are in their shoes. And I, I think that's a really good way for everybody to, to be. Knowing your craft again and going into it and consistency. I like the fact that you're writing those goals down. Um, I know a lot of people out there are like, oh, who cares about writing goals? <laughs> you have to have those goals to take action to those goals, right? Mm -hmm. there, there's people that can just, you know, don't think, just do. And I think that's a complete backwards mentality. You got to think about it, plan it, but then you got to take the action. Okay. And, and you guys are doing that. So that's huge takeaways for everybody out there, um, which seems common sense, but it's really not. It's, it's really that, that end in mind thing. And maybe it comes from construction for so long. I can see a house before it's built. Sorry, reverse engineer it. Right yeah. down to what you have to do to get those steps. So, uh, yeah, goal writing is so, it's huge. I learned I learned goal writing when I was in, uh, I did some pretty intense counseling before I met my wife. Sure. And that, you know, to change your life or change your business, whatever, have a big vision of where you want to go. Hmm. And then reverse engineer it and break it down into the steps to get there. And those are your action items to tick off. So, I love that. And I, I so th there's there's good stuff. And one thing that I, I maybe I pulled out, or at least that popped into my head as you were talking, is about surrounding yourself with great people. You, you mentioned Kenny and Company, mm -hmm. and I, I, I think that uh, no matter where you are, what brokerage uh, you're a part of as a real estate professional, um, you do need to surround yourself with great people who support you, who have different ideas um, that you can really be soundboards or masterminds with. And obviously, that's attributed to great success and to you is that the people that you're around mm -hmm. and you choose to be around. So. Anybody out there who's not in the best of places, you really need to evaluate that. Are the people supporting me? Am I doing what I can do to grow my business, my family, the balance in life? And if it's not, you gotta you gotta make a move. Otherwise, you know you're good to go. So oh yeah, you gotta be around the right people. Uh, I'm proud to say you're one of those. For oh, like, likewise, <laughs> likewise. Encourage, you encourage a lot, and we need that. So much encouragement. You know, oh. we need positive voices saying you can do it or try this or go this way and Mike is here and a lot of the guys in this office are the same way and yeah good stuff okay so I, I do want to shift gears for everybody <laughs> out there now this is the tricky part of this particular series and interview and it comes down to the challenge question mm -hmm. uh, we all have challenges in life and some are in the past now or into the future no one's exempt uh, no matter what the challenge is to us it feels sometimes insurmountable to, to whatever we're going through. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not so much necessarily, to my opinion, what happens, but how we respond, what we learn, how we grow, and how we can inspire others through other challenges. So, Scott, if you're comfortable sharing a challenge that you dealt with in your life, that you overcame, uh, learned from, that you became stronger because of it, what's that look like for you? This is a deep, dark rabbit hole. You want to go down it? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. If you're comfortable sharing it, and hopefully everybody's cool and listening to it or watching it, here we go. I, uh, I shared a little bit with you while we were setting up today. Um, I think one of my challenges, I'm just going to use the word voices. Okay. Right? So we all have voices in our head. Mm -hmm. um, you can do it. You can't do it. You shouldn't do it. You know? Um, and those voices are placed into us by things that have happened in our past, people mm -hmm. we're around, books we read. Nice. Um, so I think a, a big challenge for me throughout life, not just in business, definitely goes into business, but okay. is the challenge of battling some voices that were put into me at a very young age. Okay. Um, I told you I grew up in foster care and mm -hmm. uh, I had parents that were um, had other priorities with drugs and alcohol and, 
and, and they were pretty violent during that too. Um, and in that, uh, they did some pretty crazy things that I couldn't even make up and put into a story to sure. me. But um, more than all the physical things uh, were the things that were said okay. in the house. When I was young, um, and then again, when I was a late teenager, I tried to reconnect with them. Because mm-hmm. like I said, my grandfather had adopted me right. for a major chunk of my life. Um, but some of the words that stick out are, you can't. And hmm. why do you even try? Or um, you'll never get there. You'll never be good enough. I can, re- I can remember the words, you'll never be good enough. And why do you try distinctly from my father to wow. me when I was a late teenager? So um, once those are ingrained from the people who love you the most, remember I talked about the launch pad. Sure. But Jen and I feel that we need to be for our kids. Right. Um, that launch pad's built out of words and built out of things that were done and said to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have everything to do with how you believe in what you can do and can't do in this life. So if you have the negative ones, it's a lot of work. For sure. Um, and I, just just real short, I, I lived in 10 to 12 different group homes and foster homes before my grandfather got me. Wow, um, so it just felt like everybody left, everybody gave up. Mm-hmm. And then all of those things that were said about me must be true. Because nobody wants to hang around and, and like me. Okay, so um, before I met Jen, I found, um, first of all, I, I had gone to church. I was chasing a girl. And my okay. grandfather said, oh, you're chasing a girl. But she goes to church. Go to church. All so right, he, there he encouraged go. me to go to church. Sure. Uh, and there I found out that I have a Heavenly Father who loves me. Hmm. And, and this could be an entire other episode sure. about how God transplanted my heart. Because I grew up so angry mm-hmm. and so upset. I, I fought a lot. I went... I went to juvenile hall when I was 10 years old. Wow. So, um, yeah, it, those voices were so ingrained, you mm-hmm. know. And then going to church and finding out that there was probably this Heavenly Father that mm-hmm. loved me and cared about me. At first I was like, yeah, right. Why did I go through that if that's there, right? Interesting. Um, yeah. So I had to work through that. That's a huge process. And then later on, I was still a jerk. Hmm. Uh, I was playing basketball. Um, we played every Friday night. Love basketball, and I rolled my ankle blocking Whoa. somebody's shot. Came down on his foot and rolled my ankle. Ouch! Yeah, kind of broke a piece of the bone off and ripped a tendon. Whoa! That was that's a serious roll. So yeah, nobody ever believes this when I tell them. There's like 20 kids, right? Teenage, late teen, mm-hmm. 19, 20 year old kids around. Nobody would give me a ride to the ER. No one. Because no I was such a jerk. People just didn't. I, I have yeah. a hard time believing yeah. that. I mean, anybody that knows this man, you're the nicest, most just generous. Really, I mean, that must have been a different Scott. I'm glad I know you now. So long story short, I, I drove myself, and I had a stick shift card at the time sure. to, the, to the ER or whatever. And I remember over the next few days thinking, Maybe it's not everybody else that has a problem. Because that was my outlook, right? Everybody else had a problem. Uh-huh. Everybody else had a problem. Okay. And so um, I found a good Christian counselor. Mm-hmm. And he helped me a lot. And we met twice a week for okay. a year, a little bit more, before I met my wife, Jen. Sure. And during that time, yeah, he turned me on to reading books. Mm-hmm. And, of course, reading the Bible, but other books. And okay. exploring personality stuff and explore, understanding yourself. Hmm. If you don't know who you are... You're kind of lost out there. So, well said. Um, you know, in facing that challenge, changing during that time, wow. and 
learning to read books and then go home and apply them and replace the voices in my head. Like, oh, God does love me. Hmm. And here's where it says that. And here's what he did to prove that. And here's, you know, um, reading other books uh, talk about that you're made for a reason, that mm -hmm. you count, that you're here for a purpose, you know. And then coming to the realization that everybody's got a story, everybody goes through stuff. Mm -hmm. my, my story might sound hard to some, might sound easy to some. I've heard stories that make mine seem like Disneyland. Sure. Um, so realizing everybody's got a story, if you can come through it, the coolest thing about it, and probably an even more healing thing for you, is that you can use it to help other people. Hmm. So, um, learning how to put, you know, new voices in my head, and that, that goes to reading books, surrounding yourself with the right people. Sure. Um, there, there's another quote out there, I don't know who said it, but they said, the difference between you now and you five years from now are the people you're around and the books you read. Wow. I, I love that. So, I think I've heard similar things from other people, but yeah. uh, you got to put new info in to right. replace the old info that you want to get out. So, I think that's... That's kind of been one of my biggest struggles. That's big. And uh, I think you and I talked before. It doesn't go away. It doesn't just magically go away. Right. It's still in there. Mm -hmm. I, I hear it when I fail. It's, if I mess up a bit at work, if I miss something, you know, during a contract, or a deadline or anything like that, sure. any little mistake, you know, gets blown out of proportion in my head. Mm -hmm. And I've got to consciously stop. Nope, that's not, that's not true. Wow. You know, so... I think replacing those voices in your head and understanding that your story matters, your story counts, right. your life counts, you're made for a reason, hmm. um, and you can definitely use it and make a difference, right? Hmm. Your past builds you, our past builds us, right? No matter what we choose, how, right? Sure. We we choose. I can I could have used that my past and said, well, that's why I'm a gang member. That's why I do drugs. That's right. why I you know, do alcohol, because it's what I know, it's what I learned, mm -hmm. until I got new information. Wow. So, um, instead of using it to help and push other people forward. Ah, man. It's healing for me, and it helps other people. So, I mean, Scott, I, I again, I, I want to thank you for sharing that, because it's not easy to do, especially out in front of everybody, to, to talk about past or, or things that we've dealt with that are not the easiest, right? And sugarcoating, things like that. It, it, I, I really hope everybody appreciates where, you know, Scott's coming from. I know that that's going to hit so many different people. There's all kinds of different upbringings and, and self-doubt or, you know, apply doubt into it. But look at what you've overcome and look at what you've accomplished, continue to overcome and continue to accomplish. So, I mean, this to me is extremely inspiring. And I, I hopefully everybody feels this energy in the same way here because I it, it's just incredible. So I, I can't thank you no, for sharing no. that. Um, for sure. So I do want to go and switch yeah. gears onto a softer side. <laughs> so we made it through that right there. Um, but this is actually one of my favorite questions to ask. Um, it's the travel back in time question. Mm -hmm. So if you could travel back in time, and give young Scott a piece of advice or two, any time frame, any age range, what would you say to your younger self? Yeah, I think, I think at a really young age, that's, that's a pretty easy answer, is I would go back and say you are loved. Okay. I mean, yeah, the people who were supposed to didn't, but you are, hmm. you know, and um, so that would be for the, like the young Scott, that yeah. kind of encouragement that he would, he would need. Love um, it. So that, that would be for young, I guess, a little bit older, um, maybe just something as simple as 
as take the risk. Hmm. So like okay. I said, we're, we're risk takers. When, Jen, when it was just Jen and I, we're really easy at risk taking. Yeah. Oh sure, we don't, we've got two broken down cars and 800 bucks, let's go play in the church. We're going to go anyway. <laughs> Here we yeah. go. Yeah. Why so, not? Um, jumping out into our own business, pretty easy. I had a, hmm. you know, Trader Joe's is a fantastic company. They have great pay. Yeah. I was in management. Um, and I loved the high-paced, intense environment. Sure. So, um, but somebody said you should do this, take a risk, and I'm like, okay. So, wow. I think I think a few years back, maybe getting here, hmm. um, I would have probably said go into real estate sooner, wow. build that sooner. Hmm. Um, so don't wait. The stars don't always line up. No. You know, if you're waiting on planets to line up, they're not going to. <laughs> it's not you happening. Know, you can prepare. I'm not saying don't prepare. Right, right. Um, but but once you've gotten the education or you've gotten the idea and those goals and a plan, don't just look at them because they're not gonna they're not gonna jump off the page and do it for you. Wow. So move move forward a little faster on some stuff. I love that. I mean, that's that's applied for everybody who's watching or listening, myself included. I mean. Knowing that you're loved and, 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 and starting right at the beginning, and we all need to be reminded of that. If you don't have somebody in your life that's just constantly encouraging and going through, just remind yourself, right? I mean, that's crucially important because that's, that's a huge platform for that success. So th that mindset is crucially important. Secondarily, not waiting for those stars to align. I mean, there's so many people that have paralysis of analysis, and we mentioned this several times on the show, but I think that, that that's a struggle that people deal with having the idea and then having a, a written plan, a nest egg, whatever you need to do, and then blocking that time out and then taking the action is everything. Mm -hmm. And that's so many people in their lives, that, especially into real estate, I find that I, the people that I talk to, I wish I started it 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I wish I got involved five years ago. Um, you know, so many different professionals have had that same notion about this business. So He's not the only one, everybody. I mean, no. this is this is a true reality. If you have a passion, go for it. Don't let it stop you. Be realistic. Know when to jump, but but jump. Right. Um, so th this is great advice, guys. This is super super. Yeah. Good. Hopefully, everybody took notes on that one too. Um, I do want to go into uh, the next portion into this, sure. and this is a really really great one when it's come to feeding in the mind. Mm -hmm. So I love the fact that you brought a nice stack. But oh, I want to ask you, um, and hopefully everybody can see these on camera here. Uh, when it comes down to this particular, it's the, the books you're reading, the podcasts you're listening to, influencers on social media or coaches uh, that surround you in your life. Everybody out there wants to know how the Titans are feeding their minds, how they're growing. Sure. So uh, take it away. Go ahead oh, and share yeah. some of this awesome <clears throat> knowledge you got here. I got a lot of books. It, it, I told Greg it was really hard to leave the whole bookshelf at home. Um, <laughs> so true. And I, I'm like Greg in another way where I, I love the feel of yes. the book in my hands. So, yeah. And I can write in the margins and scribble everywhere. Um, but yeah, there, there are so many books out there that are great to replace those voices in your head or um, to inspire you to go forward. Mm -hmm. And I am very much bent on kind of personal growth. Sure. I, I read books about real estate and business building also, but I really feel that if you don't take care of the inner you first, then you're not going to be as effective as you could be or successful as you could be. Great point. Or maybe your definition of success would be lacking, right? So mm -hmm. I would I would tell anybody right now that I'm unbelievably successful because I've got an amazing marriage to an amazing woman who mm -hmm. loves me. I have a 14 and almost 16-year-old girl when I get home from work or wherever I'm gone, they still run out into the street and say, Dad's home, Dad's That's home. That's the best. Wait until Olivia I can't wait. jumps up and runs and grabs you. Uh, if, 
I mean, you're already wrapped around your finger. It's going to get tired. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> denying that at all. If you if you ever watch this, I love you, Olivia. You're the best. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but if you, you know, you need to get that inner success taken care of first. Um, and then there's all kinds of books that, that I brought. Uh, okay. I'll start with the business ones. Yeah, cool. Um, this one, a couple of these, I haven't even made it all the way through yet. The Ultimate Small Business Guidebook. Okay. This is nuts and bolts how to advertise and market um, and market in a way that gets you a response. Okay. And it is a no frills, no fluff book. It's really got applicable. I mean, I think I've already written in it and highlight. Yeah. I Good, man. Stuff. Good man. Um, so that, that is one. Love it. Um, there's a realtor out in California. She's really big all over social media right now. She has taken what you have coached us to do okay. and put it on steroids. Love this it. woman's got video everywhere and, um, she put out a book called Sell, a Sun- Sell 100 Homes a Year. Okay, cool. Um, whether you do or not, she has got um, recommendations for CRMs, hmm. um, goal setting, letters, how to reach out to your clients, how to keep appreciating it, how to serve them after you've served them. Wow. Um, and specifically in real estate. So that that's a pretty amazing book. Cool. Um, this book is really close to my heart, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Robert. Yeah, so in our schools, and this is his whole thing too, we don't teach anything about finances. Hmm. My girls go to TCA, and they're in College Pathways, which is a really good, strong program. They can finish college, a couple years of college with high school, Um, but they have yet to have a finance class. They have yet to know how to balance a checkbook. It's crazy. They don't know what investment is. They don't know what compounding interest is, Hmm. Um, and then they don't, well, they're learning from Jen and I the power of real estate. Okay. Um, and that is what built this man's life. Mm-hmm. And whether you like our president or not, that's what built his life. Sure. Real estate is an amazing way, you know, to, to make the, the money that you want, want to make. Sure. Um, but this goes deeper than that and talks about um, a mentality set between mm-hmm. a rich dad and a poor dad that he had in his life and mm-hmm. what they did with their money. You know, um, one of the analogies in there I love is you treat every dollar like a little man that mm-hmm. goes to work for you. I love that. So when you think about them like that and you're responsible for this workforce, where are you sending them? What are they doing? You know, so I love that book. Good one. All right. This book is a little bit more brainy. Um, Not for this audience here. (laughs) This goes to um, probably the psychology side of me that I like. Uh, It's called Willpower. This book is just full of longitudinal studies done on people and what contributes or detracts from our willpower there are things you learn in this book like if you ever have to go to court for a speeding ticket not saying that would ever happen to me because i'm a wonderful driver never (laughs) scott speeding no way Um, don't go right before lunch go after because blood sugar levels have everything to do with your willpower and how you handle people little things like that but even go back to goal setting having a plan written there's studies longitudinal studies done about people that have done that against people who wow. don't. So love it. Very cool. Willpower. Yeah. Uh, this is actually a good friend of mine. Goes to our church. Um, Gabriel Gonzalez. Okay. And him and his daughter several years ago put together a bunch of short stories about Olympic athletes. Okay. And just um, ordinary people mm-hmm. that didn't think, you know, that they were going to be anything big, but then they got a dream and they put in the time and the commitment mm-hmm. and went through even the failures and the letdowns and the hurts. Um, and and still came out on top. So these are all medalists in our Olympics over several years. Wow! Dream, struggle, victory. Love that. And that's him. He's a he's a luge 
Okay. Which awesome. is the one man sled? Yeah. Really fast. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty quick for everybody. That's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, Life Wide Open, David Jeremiah is one of my favorite pastors, Bible okay. teachers, and book writers. Um, unleashing the power of passion in your life. So just mm. getting down into your deeper passions, that loving, loving people and um, finding out your purpose and mm. that kind of thing. Okay. Um, Love it. So cool. Put that one on your list. All right. I can go on forever. We can go on forever. No, let, let's keep going. There's a few more, <laughs> everybody. Few more. You're, you're gonna love this. Yeah, you're gonna appreciate this. Yeah. So if you want to walk on water, you've got to got to get out of the boat. So everybody knows the story of Peter getting out of the boat on the water, walking towards Jesus, and we all know the story about him sinking once he started looking around, took his focus off of God. Mm. So um, this is just about how to get out of your boat, get out of your comfort zone, and whether that's business or personal life or spiritual life, mm. um, taking those steps of faith out and wow. keeping your eyes on the right thing so you don't sink into the water. Great one. Yeah. And then these two right now go, they, they go hand in hand. Francis Chan, um, Crazy Love, this book flipped the Christian world on its head because Francis Chan is um, very serious about loving God. Okay. So crazy love if you get a chance to get this book we'd probably it would go very quickly to the top of my list love it um, it's about how much God loves you and what he did for you and how crazy it is the way that he loves you and then the Bible there's nothing in life that you wouldn't uh, that, that you go through that that doesn't have answers for love it it really is I mean that's a that that's a stack everybody yeah. that's a great stack for sure and then this one's one I'm reading right now it's just called The True Measure of a Man and it's about our perceptions on success. Okay. And and maybe a little bit it's about how especially Western society is, mm. especially for men, helped us define our success by what we have, sure. how much we make, and what we do. And this is getting back to the roots of that's that's really not your measure. Mm. You know? Well said. You're measured by who you love, who you're around, your integrity and your character. Mm. So... Um, but I'm gonna keep this with me because there's a quote in there that I'm, I like. I love it, Scott. This <laughs> yeah. is this has been fantastic. You know, with everything that's right here, and as as always, everybody, I am gonna have links in the comments down below so that you can take a look at these books and on Amazon, whatever's going on. You can feed your mind the same way that this man is. So, Scott, this has been chock full of amazing information. You know, actionable items for you know business and and personal into that and balance in life. And th this has been really really helpful. So. I'm honored, honored to have you. I do want to wrap the whole thing up, as sure. you mentioned, with a final question, which is the quote or a mantra mm -hmm. that you live by that sums you up as a man, as a professional, as a father, a husband. Sure. Uh, what's that look like for Scott Schumacki? Can I have a couple? Hit me. <laughs> so the first one is a, is a scripture. It's out of Matthew um, 15, 16, and it's, Let your light shine before men so that they'll see your good works and then glorify your Father in heaven. So really, that goes back to that underlying driving purpose for Jen and I, that we want we want to make a dent. We want to make an impact here. Mm. Um, and I don't. it doesn't matter what we're doing work-wise. Sure. It's just... Um, so that that's that's in our hearts and that's in our house in a couple places. Like you said, some people have it over, mm. over their door. Love I don't it. think we have it over our door. She'll want that for Mother's Day. That's a good idea. Not yet. There <laughs> yeah. we go. Last minute Mother's Day ideas, everybody. Uh, I don't know who originated the quote. Um, the farthest I can trace it back, it's uh, Chuck Swindoll, another one of my favorite okay. pastors and Bible teachers. He said that uh, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react. Hmm. That's a good one. And um, I can say from personal experience that's true. It's really how you take 
what happens to you. And um, people like to say there's a purpose for everything. I don't, I don't agree with that statement completely because there are things in this life that are purposeless, senseless evil. We just saw an example of that this week. Right. It's terrible. Um, but everything that does happen, you can pull a purpose out of. Mm-hmm. You can pull a lesson out of. You can take and turn it on its head, you know, and use it for the opposite of what it was going to be mm-hmm. used for, which was usually tear you or us down. Well said. So those are those are some of them, and then one more from from Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. And it's my favorite quote, and I don't have it memorized because I'm not that smart. You're man. totally good. Are you okay? I'm going to read this I one thing. I am fine. This is this is good, everybody. <laughs> if I can. Uh, I can find it here. So, yeah, Teddy Roosevelt, and I know a lot of people have heard this quote, but it's so powerful. Um, and and this goes back to the voices, okay, and the ones that are in your head from your past, and the ones that are just out there. Like mm-hmm. some social media platforms are full of critics. I sure. mean, that's where the word troll came from, I guess. Oh, yeah. Those kind of things, right? Yeah. Um, he says it is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doers of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error or shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause? who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Wow. That's so... I, 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 got, I got nothing. That guy's... <laughs> Leave it to Teddy, and, and <laughs> that that is a that is a phenomenal uh, you know quote, and those sum you up beautifully. But you couldn't memorize that. Oh Scott? my goodness! You know? I tried, I tried, <laughs> I kept reading it. I'm like, no, nope, way too gonna, smart for me. I wouldn't have done. I would have read that just the same way. But Scott, this has been amazing. I mean, so much power into this particular episode. So I just want to thank you again so much for taking the time. You are an official real estate titan, my thank friend. Um, thank you again. I don't need to tell you that, but I, I appreciate you. Um, everybody, thanks again so much for your time and attention, your love and support. As always, um, if you do like what we're doing here at Real Estate Titans, don't forget to throw us a like on the Facebook page, subscribe to YouTube, and don't forget audio file as far as iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Um, live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thank you.